0: Hello beautiful souls, so we are on our second week of the podcast And we had a wonderful first week with David Riddle and Akashic Energy This week I want to introduce you to Nicole of Spirit Therapy She is an awesome lady and I have done lives with her before on video on Instagram And she's just an amazing soul who has moved from New York City and now lives in Pennsylvania. So I want to say, hi, Nicole, how are you today?
1: I'm great, Claire. Thanks Thanks for having me here.
0: I wanted to bring you on because you are so with astrology and I always find it really interesting. But your business is called Spirit Therapy. So... What brought you into the field of healing, and because you are called an intuitive? Well, how do you ex, how do you describe it? An intuitive counselor, counselor, and you called spirit therapy. So I want to uh, go into a little bit about the um, work that you do. And also the astrology. How did you actually get into this field?
1: Well, uh, I always seem to be interested in how people work, how they tick, what makes them make good decisions, bad decisions, how to see if, you know, a boyfriend was going to lie to you, (laughs) or (laughs) what was coming, what's happening, so... I was 13, I decided maybe uh, being psychic would be a good thing, so I could see what's happening. So I got a book called You Are Psychic, and uh, I tried all the different uh, modalities there, like uh, seeing auras and runes and all kinds of things. And uh, so that was the basis, I think, for what was to come. Uh, Went to college and majored in psychology and education. Um, really for that same purpose, to see how people think, tick, make decisions. and But I was always also um, into theater, so which, again, is studying characters and how they think and how they tick. Mm-hmm. So uh, after four years of psychology, uh, traditional psychology, which was great, I went to Goucher College, and it was really more like a... Um, like a like a master's degree because we had new directions in psychotherapy and dreaming classes and, and uh, rebirthing uh, past life regressions. So I really got a taste of what was possible. But for the traditional, I was like, uh, so basically, let's give it a few years and maybe you'll make some progress. Like I, I can't. <laughs> That's just <laughs> too slow. And
0: who am I? I'm like twenty. Four years old. How am I gonna tell people that are like 50 what to do? So I was like, forget it. I'm going to New York. I'm just gonna be an actor.
1: So uh, went, did that. Went to school. Was in different things. Became a a um, a director, a stand up comedian, all these things. But and was a bartender during that. And just felt like you know, there's got to be a better way to do things and make decisions and build the life that you want. And so I started searching and uh, so I went into ancient texts, the Emerald Tablets and Toth and and then Ra and the Law of One and um, Ramsa and Bashar and and Abraham and, and, and then started to see this channeling and got into the bath for years and, and really started to talk with spirit and find my own spirit and make peace with my own shadow and then everything started to come together and my life changed and I was like wow this really works. So that's how spirit therapy developed.
0: Wow, that's a really interesting <laughs> That that that's quite a journey because I I have, was on a similar journey learning like you all about the different modalities and then going into ancient texts with Thoth and because it always takes us into other weird and wonderful avenues of learning about Dion Fortune and Alice Crowley and you know we we kind of go into but it it rounds as as the whole spirituality. It kind of like brings it full so- circle when you understand the background of it. Do, do you not think?
1: Yes, absolutely. You start to see that it really is all the fingers pointing in the same place and you can call it what you want but we all channel, we're all connected with spirit. We all have an over soul that is helping us and making decisions, I, I think that's an important empowerment point, is that our soul is very much a part of the decisions that have been made, what we would call destiny or fate, in our life, in order to have us grow. Like you're gonna meet that guy and he's gonna break your heart and you'll know what that is. And then you're gonna move here and have that roommate that's insane and then you'll know what that is. And then <laughs> you're going to lose that job or you're going to this and that. And through all that, you'll find who you really are and what you really can do and you'll make better decisions and and blossom. So, But I think we can feel lost and alone and powerless if we think
2: that we're just one 3D being trying to make its way amongst billions of other beings. And what makes that different than a grain of sand on the beach
1: like it's kind of like what where do I go from there where's my power
0: you know it's a lonely path when you when you're on it at first if you don't have if you don't have people around you who are on a similar path or understanding because I grew up in the north of England and nobody no one was on the spiritual path at all. So I was just looked at as the weird one, the strange one, the black sheep, the the one that you don't go near her because she talks to dead people kinda. <laughs> it was like mm. but it has changed an awful lot, I would say since since the shift in 2012, it, it's changed an awful lot, and now people can, like the sisterhood tribe, that the soul warrior tribe. It's nice now that women are not alone on the spiritual path; that they don't feel alone; that they have other people that can guide them. Or if they kind of lose it, they can say, "Wow, I just I kind of lost it, lost the plot." you know, went crazy because of Mercury retrograde or any planetary alignments or a portal that we're going through or a gateway like yesterday was 11.11, we can bounce off other people who are on the same journey. We don't have to be alone anymore in in this day and age, which is so much better, don't you think?
1: Yes. Absolutely. And to be able to look at events that happen in our life from different angles, you know, like if, if someone knows about astrology and someone's lost the plot and you go, well, you know, yesterday had crazy squares of, of uh, fiery planets and, you know, it was hard not to lose the plot, you know. So there's that one angle. Right. And then it could also be a very transformational time of there's new photonic energy coming into us. And that's why we feel kind of like spaced out, hard to focus, you know? And then, and then there's also the mundane side. Like, what did you eat yesterday? <laughs> you know, can really, or for the last three days, like, have you been like carved and sugared out? You know, cause that affects our mood and that affects ourselves. So, I think to look at these things from having these different angles that are past just the 3d mundane, Oh, it's my period or, Oh, it's, it's my job. Or, you know, we come up with, we come up with details, excuses, you know, for how we feel. And that probably does have something to do with it. But, but our planetary configuration at the moment, our, our, our food and, and our thoughts, you know, can make makes our reality experience what it is.
0: Mm. Uh, absolutely. So, do people actually come to you and say, uh, "Is am I going crazy, or is it just the planetary alignment?"
1: Yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they know, you know, if I feel they've lost the plot, at least the ones that have worked with me for a while, you know, I'll not argue, but I'll be like, well, but look at your thoughts, you know, like (laughs) you're like, this is never going to work, am I going to be alone forever? I'm like, okay, we got to get out of those thoughts first, you know. But if it's not that, and they're just like, oh, this happened, that happened, is it me, or is it the planets, am I not really following my path, or what? And so I take a look, and and I mean, it's always something it's always, I, I'm, I'm seeing, it's always a setup for growth, uh, anything that's a difficult transit or even a positive transit, like positive transits can make us lazy because things are easy and you're like, yeah, I feel fine and whatever. Right. But that's a really good time to milk it for what it's worth and really do your, your spirit, um, uh, I was going to call it work, but it, it shouldn't be work. I mean, it is work because you've got to focus on it in order to grow it. Mm. But, uh, you know, that can be a good time to be like, okay, let me get in the back now. I feel really good and, and, and meditate wherever you do and and really tap in with like, what's my highest good right now? Like, what's my, what's, what's what am I really looking to manifest? And then you can look at, you know disbelief that you have about like poverty consciousness or or fear of the unknown and kind of coax them along to go forward be like but you know my path is destined and I'm deserving of of all good things it's my birthright so let's just like go that way (laughs) (laughs) and then on those rough days you know you've done that work when it's when it's nicer And so you're a little farther along on the path. And so when you do have squares or whatever happens, you know, in your life, uh, you can be like, no, wait a minute, wait, 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 this is not the right feeling. Hang on, hang on. I really like that other feeling. Mm -hmm. What am I thinking here where I can think of this differently and not go into that like heart? Oh, no, you know, that sinking feeling that. That's your, your spirit telling you that you're going in a different direction that it doesn't agree with and it's not coming. So if you want to separate yourself, you're more than welcome, but we'll be here waiting for you when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> come back, talk, <come. laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Have you, ever been, have you ever looked at someone's chart and just been really surprised or shocked?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I read this one guy. His mother's name is Nefertiti and she became a client. Nefertiti is like I feel very connected with her. I have a lot of art with Nefertiti. So anyway, um, her son, I didn't know his name, so I was calling him Osiris <laughs> <laughs> on the chart. <laughs> I was like, Nefertiti's son. So I looked at it and I was like, Holy crap, like I feel like I'm looking at an Osiris type of chart that like at twenty eight years old, this man is waking up for the first time to who he is and things and women are trying to like kind of control what's happening, but there's this like bursting forth that could either go into anger and fights with people or to realize this power that he has and start to blossom it. So I was like, Whoa, you know, I mean blown away. It was a very powerful chart. And I told him all this stuff. And I don't know if he heard if he had any idea what I was saying, but I was like, but part of your soul knows it's true and will inform you. Your your little three D self heard it. <laughs> yeah. So it's in there, you know, to your to your spiritual bigness, you know. Mm. So that's- and that and, and then one other I saw I read this woman who just was like I called her triangle triangle girl. Like <laughs> it was just triangle upon triangle upon triangle, like trying, 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 and I was like, Wow, you're kind of like this Yamaya like like river flowing uh goddess energy and apparently her mother was very into Orisha that is in her so but she had to learn to work those trines like to the best of her ability and
0: you know, not, let it flow, without doubt. Yeah. Wow. See, that's powerful. I had a lady in New York who wanted to do a reading for me, but when I, but when I asked my mother what time I was born, she was like, because this lady was saying, if you do need to do astrology, you know, you need to know your exact date of birth and where you were born. And I was like, I asked my mother where, what time I was born. I knew where I was where I was born I was like what time was I born and she said I don't remember (laughs) and I'm like right okay she got about one o'clock in the morning so the astrologer said I can't work with that around one o'clock in the morning just doesn't work for me it has to be absolutely bang on is that is that the case when you're working with clients you need to absolutely bang on the time of birth well I guess if you're a real traditionalist I mean yes the time affects the houses and so then
1: you know what area of life like the fourth house is home comfort ruled by cancer um, the tenth house is Capricorn so it's how you're seen in the world public status so to see where the planets are what area of your life they're hitting on yes but Uh, there is uh, chart rectification because a good astrologer can... Because the rising sign is how you come across, how you... It's the mask, the persona that you put on for the world, and it's also what you're learning to
2: grow into from your sun sign's point of view. So, uh, like, for instance, I have a Libra rising, so I'm looking to balance and find symmetry and beauty and love in myself and the world and my experience from an Aries perspective of I am and you know masculine power mm. <laughs> but then my
1: moon sign is is, is uh, cancer so that's the feminine side so I'm constantly balancing the male and female side of myself and so so uh, but i would never come across as like a cancer. Like I'm too I'm obviously too loud (laughs) so you know you can kind of ask questions and sort of see like and then there's also the father and mother the moon and the sun so like you know someone who's I haven't done a whole lot of that but like someone who's been at it for over 10 years can do that but that said I would still look at your chart because it to know what signs the planets are in and whether they're in retrograde or if they're um, conjunct which means they're right on top of each other and so they vibrate as one thing so like if your moon and and mercury are right on top of each other that means you're going to communicate from how you feel all the time your emotions will always cloud or enforce what you're saying Mm. so those are great things to know you don't really need to know what house that's in (laughs) <laughs> it's a part of you so you know it won't be as mundanely informative but you can also see are, are, are these planets working together are they opposing each other are they positive flow are they difficult flow so there's a lot to learn from the chart
0: It it is interesting it's like I'm I'm a Virgo I was going to say I'm supposed to be a Virgo I, I am a Virgo but um my mother used to turn around and say, um, in the Chinese year, people were born in '66. It wasn't so good because they were all fire horses. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not so great in the Chinese tradition to have a fire horse child. So my mother was like, You're a fire horse and um, you're a Virgo. So it's very conflicting. Because you, I so as a Virgo, I'm supposed to be very analytical, and I am to a certain degree. But put a spreadsheet in front of me, and I kind of glaze over. But they always say, "Well, Virgos love spreadsheets," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." But for me, I just I kind of glaze over. So I think when as lay people we look at. Our, um, our signs and what we've been born into. Sometimes, although it clusters certain signs, we can feel that we are tipping over more into different other signs. Like, I always feel like I'm tipping over into, like, Libra, Leo, especially Leo. If I wasn't, if I wasn't been over to Leo, then I wouldn't be going on the lives all face painted and sparkle <laughs> and the sparkles, you know, this that's not a typical kind of ego in, in my aspect. So I think it's really interesting when people can actually have the charts read because then like a lot of people come to me and say, well, I have a moon rising or a sun rising in this, that and the other sign, And I, f- I just find it fascinating I I find the whole thing of it, to be able to map out kind of, like, more who you are in this lifetime. Yes, exactly. Like, it's, I see it as your, your cosmic blueprint. So, because your chart is your chart, your whole life. So, why not understand, like, where
1: your creativity comes from? That's Neptune which is also delusion, illusion, confusion and dreams. But it's but it's also creativity, expansion, Neptune is the god of the ocean, so it's like where everything flows. And it can also be very kind and benevolent. So so to know what sign that is, like if it was in Sagittarius, then you're going to really like to study things and research things and through knowledge of other things going to art museums, you'll inform your own artistic creativity or intellectual creativity, but also know that that's probably where you can get lost. You know, like, has your laundry piled up and you're here doing all this great research and life is passing you by, you know? Like, it's just good to know, like, and and for me, the, the inner planets Sun, the Moon, Mars, Venus, Mercury. Because that's like our inner workings. So like if you have Mars and Aries, you're a born warrior. You can be a spiritual warrior, but you're going to be very easy to anger. And so then it's about learning how to balance that. You see what other planets are making aspects with Mars. You know, maybe you have um, Venus is in... um, let's say Venus in, in Scorpio. So that would give you a very deep, probably very sexy way you could take that anger and really like kind of be a very good uh, um, actor or negotiator or like, you know, United Nations kind of staying caught, like you would have this inner fire. So like, you know, who doesn't want to know that about themselves?
0: <laughs> right.
1: very helpful because then you can see oh you know it's my mars and aries am i just getting annoyed like what's my remedy there's always a remedy in the chart
0: for anything so that's interesting so so basically the remedy would be the the opposite or the corresponding feeling Right to the Try. what you actually feel, kind, kind of like I'm kind of a bit, little bit off topic here. But if we think of a cognitive behavioral therapy wheel, and we go, well, what are we actually feeling? And we feeling anger, or are we just frustrated because people label their feelings sometimes with the wrong words? When we actually dismantle the feeling, we go, well, actually, it's a feeling of loss, sadness, frustration. But we'll just label it under anger does that make sense
1: yes yes absolutely and and that does correspond with being able to dissect um, what's going on if it's uncomfortable and to look to see like the blue lines are trines when you see the, the wheel so that's positive flow or sextiles are also positive flow so uh, to see what what planets in your chart help Mars to to calm or quell or stay peaceful, or also to be able to, like, let the anger rise up so that it can, like a wave, just come out so we're not repressing anything, and and then find the soothing love, like, right behind it, so then you don't have to be afraid of your own anger, like... It's really taking ownership of, of what you have going on energetically. And and then, you know, you can kind of become your own astrologer. Like, uh, transits make more sense. Like, you can go, if you hear somebody say, oh, Neptune in, in Scorpio, and you know that Neptune is now in Scorpio, you know it's going to magnify your creativity but also maybe your confusion and delusion. <laughs> so so then you would look to something that's more solid, Saturn, like Saturn's rules, regulation, fundamental, like, uh, spreadsheets, right? Very Virgo, kind of. Um, <laughs>
0: Not this Virgo, but yeah. <laughs>
2: right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Luckily. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, what? is my structure telling me is actually true is actually fact. And then you can weave through, is this a great dream or is this an an illusion? I don't really see an illusion as a bad thing because you're kind of putting that on. It's, it could be part of your manifestation. It's anything that's not manifested yet is an illusion, isn't it? So, you know, to really delve into that, you know, and to see, We can never know if we're deluding ourselves or not fully. But at least if you have some structural facts that you can see, like with Saturn or in your life, like what is really fact, then I think you you have the best chance of just floating through any kind of delusion where you're not going on the wrong path. Now you're miles down the road because you thought something was real, that's not. You know, mm. I, I, I think that's I think that's what we're all looking for in this work we do when we're interested in spiritual, five D, other dimensions. What I'm really about, my soul's journey. Um, we always want to reach for the unknown and reach for more out of the box and then see what comes factually without getting upset or worried that what we saw could happen isn't here yet. (laughs) And I think that's a crucial point where we can get really turned around. Like, what you're asking for may come in three weeks, it may come in three days, but if you say, and you think it should have happened by now, and you start to worry about it, you're mucking up the vibration now the universe is a little like do you want you do want it or you don't want it like it'll still come it's meant to be but it may come a little you could potentially slow it down or not have it fully come and maybe also don't enjoy it so much because you've like stressed yourself out like we all do it I do it we all do it
2: (laughs) Right.
1: But I think, right, I think it's just a mind habit, like we all inherited this brain with its, with its uh, reptilian you know, spinal cord, and it came with certain presets. And so I, I think that's the most important thing in, in my work in spirit therapy is helping us to see what is a mind construct that is a habit that I picked up either this lifetime or it's just part of the brain. And I can do better. I cannot stress out. I cannot identify. I can just go, okay, this is what is. Mm. What can I do and what can I think to either feel the feelings, let the emotion out, or
0: calm and quell and go towards peace and know that this too will work itself out? <laughs> mm. Go from there. <laughs> It's good having the background of of the astrology of the planets when, because what you just basically said is we understand and then we go with the flow because we can't, when we come across brick walls or something that we're finding really hard or, you know, emotional and a strong emotional period, you know, of of either divorce or loss or redundancy or, you know, certain things that can impact us negatively and or we feel is negative. We have to then just say, well, sometimes we've just got to ride that wave through, go with the flow of it. As I would say, surf the wave through it to come out the other side because even with astrology, manifestation and our best intentions people are always going to be mid-redundant or you know get divorces or pass away to the other side or that that's inevitable you know we can't ever change that we can't go to somebody like either myself or you and say well i want to know it now so i can stop it and cut it off at at its root because we can never cut it off at the root we ha- have to go through it's kind of like the soul contract the or the bl- like you said the blueprint we signed up to do it so we've got to now do it it's you know it's it's kind of like when you're building something or creating something at first when you put in the structure down it can feel boring monotonous well <laughs> for some of us, signs, he can feel boring and monotonous putting down the foundations, but then we get on to the, we have to go through it to be able to get to the other side. Right? Yes. So it's like, there's no escaping it. Right. And,
1: and we wouldn't, apparently, we wouldn't want to. I mean, that's what I learned from Ra is, honky dory and fine. we don't really learn and we don't really grow and we don't reach our potential and he even says we don't know why (laughs) it's like that but contrast we found is what makes souls really blossom and contrast is opposing forces, challenging, lessons, tests, difficulty so that's the construct that we're in and If we believe that we are all gods, goddesses, uh, and beyond that, just eternal beings that are souls of light, then we came here to play in this contrasting playground and see what we can do. And I think from a a spirit's perspective, you're not going to really think nor worry about how you're going to feel about it. Mm. Or what confusing thoughts you can have. You just go, yeah, sounds great. I'll sign up for that, like, a, like an obstacle course, in a way. Yeah. And see if I can do it and remember who I am. And, and, and we all know that those moments that were difficult, at least I found that the most difficult times, I wouldn't give them up now for anything because that made me who I've become. Mm. And I wouldn't have grown past those childhood habits Or a uh, little girl, Nicole, even though she comes with me, she's always with me, but she doesn't have to figure things out from like a five-year-old perspective, you know, because we've been through it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've
1: grown and, and, and we feel complete in self. I I think that's the best navigating tool and why we do any of this is really to just feel complete in self that I can handle whatever comes. And even if I have messed up thoughts and feelings I don't want to feel, it's okay. I can, I can do that and I will find my way again. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can have more compassion for others I can understand other people's pain and help, at least vibrationally, even if I don't speak to them, just hold the light for whatever you're going through and not get involved in your sorrow and misery and suffering, because then we're both in the hole, and who's going to help us now?
0: <laughs> right. I know, because people say, you, you talk about a soul contract, and they did. It, why they say why would I have signed up for this? Like, was I insane? on the other side, like, why would I really have signed up for this? And I'm like, because because that's what you f- felt was what you needed to navigate and negotiate and be part of in this lifetime. It might not be bluebirds and roses and rainbows, but it's going to make you, and, and people say, don't tell me it's going to make me a better person. But it does, It you know, through your soul. If you didn't struggle, if we didn't have rain, people complain about the rain. But if we didn't have rain, we wouldn't have grass and flowers and, and everything else. So we need those moments in life to not just appreciate the good ones, but to also realize that these are lessons that we need to navigate. Yes, and maybe that person and that sole contract did this for you. The roles were opposite because you were that person before. So now you're here and you need to put up with this nonsense from your
1: perspective. And you go, well, well this isn't my vibration. Why, why is this part of my experience? But it could be that you were like, oh, we'll go forth. Thanks a lot for the last lifetime when I was a pain in the ass. And you, you know, held the light for me. And on this, now in this lifetime, I'll do the same thing for you. I'll be there and you'll be as as annoying as all get out with all your nonsense. And I will get pressed on to see how well I've conquered my emotion of anger, frustration, irritation. And we'll both learn. (laughs) And then when it's done, you'll, you know off and and we'll be done <laughs> hopefully never to repeat again you know sort of fully understand from all perspectives so that we can have different better more 5d experiences than helping each other constantly through this pattern of suffering as humans we've had for millenniums
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because my my husband's quite architectural in his in his thoughts, in his behaviors, is, um, and and it's really funny because we'll bounce off each other. But sometimes it's like I I see a look in his eyes, and he's like, "Dang, you can be annoying." And I'm like, I just smile at him and go, "Yeah, that's just part of the soul contract, honey, <laughs> that you signed up for." You know. <laughs> And he'll say, you know, because he's very into like the um, learning about the Alctarians and the Anunnaki and how the world was built or previous and star seeds, and he's heavily into that being the archetype, the um, archi- oh, I lost the word, you know, the building, um. And he'll, he turns around to me and he says, you know, we're, gonna, we're going to rise to the fifth dimension and so many souls will be left here. And I'm like, that, that's not how it works, sweets. It's, <laughs> he, he has this image of people being ascended physically off the world. And I'm like, that, that's not how it's going to work. 5D doesn't work this way. And I know a lot of people ask me about that. Well, what about the Ascension? When, when we move into 5D, so we just leave here completely? And I'm like, no, it's just it's we're already
1: living 5d it's already here it's just a matter of whether to tap
0: into it or not (laughs) right and i'm like it's here you can walk into the portal you can walk into the doorway of it like now yes and but he's like no there's solar flares going on and we're all just gonna ascend off there was a show on in america years ago where suddenly all these people were just lifted up off the the planet and someone remained and it was about the people who remained. And he was like, it's going to be like that. And I'm like, no, dude, it's, it's seriously, it's not. It doesn't matter how many solar flares we have. That's not happening. Yes. I I think that, well, that's the problem with looking at things from a linear perspective, because when you realize that
1: linear and time and space all kind of constructs of this place and time doesn't really exist everything is now so then it kind of takes out the linearness of it (laughs) and so it's like I think the best analogy is slices of bread for the dimensions like we're all right next to each other but we're also all the same loaf (laughs) yeah it's just sort of where you're vibrating. I mean, I believe that I could be walking. I think this conversation is in 5D because we feel good. And I'm hoping and assuming that the people listening also feel good and enlightened from this. And when you feel that sort of sense of soaring, yeah, yeah, you know, my soul feels this. That's 5D. But you could be sitting next to somebody who's having a completely... 3D experience of, you know, burning embers in the apocalypse. But, you know, meanwhile, you're all bliss and love and light. and You're sitting next to each other, and uh, but that person can change their perspective in an instant if they wanted to and see things differently, you know, instead of seeing the trash can tipped over and, oh, the city's so dirty. You could see the, the dandelion weed growing up from the cement. being Like, wow, life is powerful. It's just popping out anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I had some friends come from England to visit me in, in New York. And, you know, in New York. So they, we used to go to London quite a bit before I went to live in, in, on Long Island. And they came out to the city one year to see me. They were like, "Oh, we miss you. We we'll come out." And so they stayed. Um, <laughs> they stayed uh, in the city. I met them, and I was like, "So, how do you like the city?" And I, I love it. It's gritty and grimy and wonderful and sparkling and. You know, you walk down the city, you walk down the sidewalks in the city in the summer, and the pavement just sparkles from the ground glass that they put into the cement, into the concrete. And it's those kind of small things about New York that I haven't seen anywhere else. And so I love that about New York. The warm summer evenings in the city were just magical. But here they are, they've come over in July and they just couldn't see what I could see about New York. And I was like, you have to do the subway, you know, (laughs) you just have to. It's it's amazing. It's It's an experience all to itself. It's an adventure. And that's how I looked on it. But the friends who'd come over were being very 3D, like you were saying their perspective is it's dirty and it's filthy and the roads need repaving and they're they're just picking it apart. And I was like, you're just not seeing. Like, you're looking at the same buildings, looking at the same sidewalks I'm looking at, but you just see it in a completely different dimension to what I'm looking at it.
1: Yes, yes. And I think that's what all this, I really, I mean, you know, it's totally my perspective, but I think that's what all this work that we're doing right now is for. And that's what the solar flares are for. And that's what our world situation is for, is for all of us to see the stuff once and for all that we're all angry, we're all violent, we all judge. We all do all these things. (laughs) And so it's for us to heal that within us, not to, not to have it go away altogether, because I don't think that's possible. The the shadow is part of us. Hmm. And, but yet that's where a lot of our power comes from. And so instead of, fighting ourselves that we do internally and also with each other on this planet we use the the shadow fights for us (laughs) Mm. which like for instance like if I let's say you know get into a fight with my boyfriend and I'm very upset and I'm distraught and I'm angry and I feel unheard or whatever and my shadow side comes up and before I did this work it would fight myself. You shouldn't have said that. He's an asshole. You know, it would just throw commentary. But now it's like I use my own shadow to fight the feeling of being misheard, angry, all that. And so my shadow comes up and goes, okay, just shut up. All, you're too emotional. Nothing that you say right now makes any sense. It can't be trusted. So just no thoughts, no thoughts. <laughs> 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 breathe, breathe. And so you know. Okay, okay. Ooh, okay, ooh, all right. And then it goes. Okay. So from here, what do we know? What are the facts? You know, it's very just boom. So it helps me now not to take myself too seriously to recognize. Right. So. You know, we're all gonna get angry with each other. I think that's in 5D. I watch a lot of very, what we would call, enlightened beings, you know, sad guru and Deepak and Krishnamurti. And they all get irritated. They all get irritated. It's just what happens, but you just don't lose your light. You don't lose yourself. You can experience irritation and react, but you don't let it take you into a dark place where. Now you're pissed off for days, and the moment's gone, but you're still carrying it in the darkness, and you don't like the feeling. So mm-hmm. so I think like on a world level, we're all looking to understand this within ourselves, and then we won't fight each other so much, and then we'll understand each other a little better, have a little more compassion, discernment, not so much judgment, and then... I think we'll be living in a more 5D basis. 5D not that high. You know, you mm. and I have gone to 7, 8, 12, and I'm sure there's many more, right? So, like, yep. it's not that big of a leap. I think we just have to understand that we are the ones that have created the world the way it is. Yeah. And stop sort of going, oh, it's the politicians, and it's this one, and that group, you know. It's just division, and it'll never get us to the answer.
0: No. No, and I kind of I just don't watch the news anymore. If I if someone puts the news on me, on around me, I'm like nah. <laughs> I mean like, no, it's just so it's just so negative. Although we were saying a few weeks ago because there was like the the government apparently came out and said there was going to be a a fuel shortage here, so people started queuing up at the gas stations, the petrol stations, and and. We were out, we were driving around and I'm like, "Well, we haven't been out in the world for a while because we've been traveling. But suddenly there's all these queues at the gas stations. And I'm like, where did all the queues come from and why? Like, what do they know that we don't know? And um, I tuned into the news and they were like, oh, there's going to be this shortage. And and I'm like, no, there isn't. Because, you know, you and I being kind of like little floating up in our dimensions we go no but there isn't we know that there's not a fuel shortage you know but people were queuing up and they drained the stations dry so now there was a shortage you know and there really wasn't ever a shortage other than people going and panic buying but what happened was the fuel prices went up just like the government wanted the fuel prices to go up but we had to actually ask people and go, hey, you know, why is everybody queuing? Because if you if you listen to so much news, it can hold you down into 3D. It's very negative, especially politics. It's like... A lo- and
1: when people are fearful, that's the best way to control them.
0: Because they yeah. panic
1: and they go into survival mode and that's like the lowest
0: you know. Vibration.
1: Warm,
0: uh, cost. Yeah. So it's
1: a great way to get people to buy fuel is to tell them that there's going to be no raw fuel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it works. And they were all just plenty. and I was going in to pay and I was, I was just looking at the cashiers behind the counter and they were just like, don't even. Just, uh, I'm like, I, I'm just putting in a little bit. I'm not putting in, I'm just putting in what I need for now. People were just filling up tanks and, you know, gas cans and everything. And I was just like, this is just insane. You know, that... We're scared. We're, We're
1: very easily scared.
0: But it's just so sad that when... But when you do raise your vibration, then you're not scared. You just say, it's okay, because you just know that... There is still going to be fuel that you don't have to panic by for food or fuel, or they're doing it about Christmas here as well. You know, let's like make sure there's lorry drivers, or truck drivers on the road so we have a Christmas. And I'm like, but of course there's going to be a Christmas. You know, of course, going to- of course there's going to be a holiday. <laughs> like, And people are walking around and saying to me, you know, there might not be a Christmas this year. And I'm like, seriously, of course there's. Of course, it's going to be a Christmas, you know. Don't worry about it not being a Christmas. The 25th of December will still arrive and it'll still pass by. And in England, we'll still have Boxing Day and New Year and a new three-day um, 3D- day time will still happen as it's supposed to happen, how we created it with a clock, you know, it's yeah, not like, you know, it threw
1: it, out, like, it's such a concept that you're worried
0: about. I know. Being alone on the holidays, you know, like I spent some holidays alone and, and I, I was maybe young
1: 30s and and. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to react to this. I might get depressed. <laughs> and, and then I was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to make a delicious dinner and watch this Doctor Who episode that I've been waiting for. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I was like, this is the greatest. What was I so worried about? And I was like, what people tell you. Like Valentine's Day, if you're not in love, you're slated for depression. What? Who cares? It's one day to go and buy flowers and spend a lot of money at a restaurant? I mean, love is an everyday in your own heart. And even when you are in love, you're not in love every second. You still have to go do things. You still annoy each other, right? It's like this weird, it's this mind concept that we have. People, you know? Yeah. So, I, I this is one you know, spirit therapy is really about, like, is, is getting out of our own mind constructs because that's what I ran up. I realized the reason I wasn't living the life that I wanted to was because my mind was all over the place, and my emotions got on board with that. And if I had a feeling and it got too strong, it could be days or months, and now i got to crawl out of that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've spent a Christmas day on my own. And and I was like, wow, it's going to be really like you were saying, it's going to be really depressing. And and then I was like, no, you know what, I'm just going to plan it. And I bought myself some spa stuff and had a luxurious bath and some treatments that I bought, you know, facial stuff. And had a delicious, like you, had a delicious dinner. I got to watch shows. And then at the end of the day, at like 11.30, I got to listen to the neighbor kicking out her boyfriend and throwing all his stuff out the window and him crying outside saying, but you can't do this to me today. It's Christmas Day. And she's like, watch me. (laughs) I was like... wow, I just had like an amazing Christmas day on my own with nobody around and they had each other and this is how their Christmas day ends, you know? So it is this uh, construct. And, you know, in, in the Bible or, you know, any of the texts, the religious texts, the Sumerian texts, nowhere was any... Of the teachers that were, you know, the people, the people that were being taught by the prophets, nowhere in them were they ever handed a clock and said, on these special days, you must not be alone. You know, it's, like, it, it's just how we've created it. It's just. Um boundaries and constraints that as as humanity we've placed on ourselves, and it's up to us to break free. But I think it's really interest. It's just really interesting. So I'm going to put your links below. So, um, if you'd like to contact Nicole and book a session with her or uh, book her services. You can see her links and they are below. So I want to say thank you so much. This has been an amazing uh, discussion and it's been so interesting to discover and learn about the work that you do, Nicole. I really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for you spending and taking time out for us today. Thank you,
1: Claire. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I want to say to the to the sisterhood, you know, what you were just saying about um, uh, the rules and the constructs, the sisterhood has never really been about that. We've always been about community and, and understanding and compassion and, and mm. love and art and dance music. So I think this is really great that we're holding space for the world and each other and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. So thank you, Claire.
0: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It's been been wonderful. And it's also been really interesting learning about the astrology and the planets and how they affect us in so many different ways. So I want to say thank you. And. Yeah.